Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Before we jump in, two things for you. Right now, Classroom Secrets Kids is only £1 per child for the entire year. We're adding hundreds of activities and games every single week for grammar, maths and French. We've got a team of qualified teachers creating the content so you can trust that we're aligning everything to the national curriculum and focusing on engagement. Did I mention that we market for you too? If you haven't done so yet, go to kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk to grab your free 14-day trial for the whole class. Also, we're on Clubhouse. So Mondays at 7.15pm, we're running Ask a Primary Teacher. So if you want to get involved and have your say, this is for you. And on Thursdays, we're hosting a UK education chat. So follow me at Claire Riley and I'll follow you back. So in this episode, I interviewed Helen Claire about yoga, covering what it really is and why children and teachers should practice it. So Helen is the founder of Class Yoga, providing schools worldwide with yoga and mindfulness videos for pupils and staff. Helen is a trained primary school teacher and senior yoga teacher and has been teaching yoga and mindfulness in and out of schools for over 10 years, combining both her love for education and wellness. I've recently been working on my own mindfulness, so it was wonderful to make some connections. Let's talk yoga. Helen, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Hi Claire, thank you so much for having me. Pleased to be here. Yes, and we're pleased to have you. And I feel like this has been sort of on the cards for a very long time. We've cancelled so many times because of different lockdowns, but we are finally here. Um, And I also think it's a really good topic to be talking about right now because I'm feeling like I need to focus on um, my (laughs) levels of stress and anxiety, homeschooling a four-year-old and having a (laughs) two-year-old in the mix. So starting from the beginning then, can you tell us about yoga and its benefits? What is it? Just in case people don't really know what yoga is sure absolutely I mean obviously there's been a huge growth in yoga over the last few years but I think there's still a few preconceived notions around it um essentially yoga is one method of reaching well-being it's a holistic approach to finding improved physical mental and emotional well-being we could also call it moving mindfulness um And it's such a great um, practice for children, which is what we're here to talk about today. And it can actually be a more effective way of finding a mindful state than just seated mindfulness practices. So I'm excited to to talk more about it. Super. Right. Okay, then. So thinking about school, how can yoga be used as a well-being tool in schools for children then or adults? Well, as I said just now, it can be a more effective way of finding a mindful state. I know in schools that there's a lot of talk around mindfulness and introducing it, but actually yoga, because it has this movement element to it, as well as focus on the breath, it's more encompassing, it's more inclusive, um, it's easier to to calm um, and to find that mindfulness than just sitting and focusing on the breath. It can be easily included in the curriculum, um, not only as as PE, but in in the classroom. And 
So it's not just a physical practice, but also this mental and emotional well-being that it helps to improve as well, which we all need the teachers just as much as the pupils. Um, it improves focus. It has been shown to improve concentration uh, in the learning environment, as well as improving things like self-esteem and confidence, uh, which children I think need especially just now. And I suppose more than anything, um, by offering appropriate yoga and mindfulness tools to children, we're really giving them a toolkit to draw upon that they can use throughout their life to, to help regulate emotions, to help calm themselves down, to help feel more confident and more resilient. So I think it's the ideal thing to be incorporating into the school day. Just um, another question off the beaten track. Um, just mindfulness, we talk about mindfulness. How would you sum that up? How, if, if you're a teacher in particular, and you know, talked about mindfulness a lot, I ask this because um, I'm doing quite a bit of meditation recently, and I think there's a different feeling involved. What what does it mm. feel like to sort of be in that mindful state? How how, how do you know you're there, and why should you do it? <laughs> so, for the majority of people, we have quite incessant thoughts, <laughs> always thinking about things that have either happened in the past or might happen in the future. And it's really those thoughts that lead to stress and anxiety. If we can find tools to help us become more mindful, it means that we are staying more in the present moment. It means that our thoughts aren't constantly whirling around in our head. So the end result, the end feeling is one of calm, peace, ease, lack of stress, lack of worry. You're just in the moment, quite calm and content. And that is when we can perform optimally. So for teachers, for example, the calmer we can be, the more effectively we can teach and communicate with our pupils. For children, the more effectively they can learn and listen and develop. So we need to be in a calm state to grow properly, to uh, for the brain to develop properly. So all of these things I, I talk a lot about in my training courses, understanding the reasons behind the practice. I think it's so important. So I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> it's really useful to know, you know what is mindfulness, what is yoga and what is the point? So that's yeah, essentially no, it, finding this place of calm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we talk about well-being, we talk about mindfulness. And I feel like what teachers really need to know is that it's not just ticking a box because we can say, oh, let's do some mindfulness coloring. And I'm not in any way sort of pushing that aside. But I think the, the work I in particular have been doing on meditation recently and um, I've kind of been going quite deep into what about brain waves and things like that. And that's really helped me like understand why it's good to do it. And, and why mm -hmm. I should get into a different brainwave pattern and why that's helpful to me. And it, it's honestly made a massive difference as well. I feel a lot more calm and I'm not a calm person as I would I in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe now I am. Um, so yes, honestly, I, I, I find it really interesting. Mm. I, I was just going to add that I think there's a lot of people who would say the same about themselves. You know, I, well, I'm not a very calm person or I can't sit still. Or, 
but actually it just takes a little bit of practice and then quite quickly you, you'll feel the benefits and then you'll get hooked on something like meditation or or yoga you know, some sort of mindfulness practice um, so I very much want to start sharing more these uh, the benefits with teachers just as much with the pupils in schools that I work with yeah I, I also can really see as well um how that would be beneficial just from experiencing um you know meditation myself um I, I've done a bit of yoga but um I, they're very similar out there really one you're moving one one you're still um which I do find difficult in itself um but <laughs> okay so as we've prepared for this episode then you shared that your passion for yoga in schools comes in part from the benefits that you've seen when yoga's incorporated in, into the curriculum. So do you want to just tell me about that? So I've worked with thousands of children now in various schools um, and through my digital products, but, and I've, I've sort of touched on some of these already. It's so inclusive, all children can do it in terms of physicality and also culturally. It not only works on the physical body of being an amazing physical activity without competition, um, without judgment, but it also has all those mental and emotional aspects as well. So it's just this very well-rounded holistic practice that treats or helps to improve the body and our emotional state inside. And there's a lot of yoga out there. There's a lot of kids yoga out there. And I don't think they all take this quite the same approach as what I do. So, so I'm a primary school teacher by background. I trained as a, a teacher and a yoga teacher in the same year. And I suppose as soon as I went into the classroom and, and was able to start sharing aspects of yoga with my pupils, I got to see what worked and what didn't. And so this method that I've come up with really is, is drawn from that experience and it's quite an authentic approach to yoga but in a very engaging way that is fun for children but that maximizes the benefits of yoga so I think for schools and teachers considering bringing yoga into their school or doing some training in it do um do your research because not all kids yoga is the same I think that one of the main aims of it is to help us turn inward, to help us find that calm, mindful presence. And some of the kids yoga out there is very flamboyant. It's very colorful. And some teachers use action-based, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I'm not sort of disregarding that completely, but from what I have seen in my experience to gain the maximum benefit from it, we need to help the children turn inside rather than constantly turning their attention outward. Because all day long at school, their, their attention is outward, isn't it? Listening, reading, writing, talking, all of those things. We don't have a lot of time in our modern day society to actually be quiet and reflect inward. Mm. So really, we want to help children to do that uh, in a fun, engaging way. No, I can't, that's I completely the method agree that I use. I have to say. Mm. As, as I've been sort of on this uh, 
sort of this meditation journey recently, I've been thinking about my four-year-old and thinking about how she could benefit from things like this and, and wondering at what point that I could kind of try and get some of this because I mean she loves cosmic yoga and, and there's nothing wrong with that but I also understand what you're saying it's all about the actions and it's nothing about the state of mind or the brainwave patterns you're trying to get into um and so that, that that's definitely interesting for me even as a parent because I'm already thinking okay I figured this out quite late in life um you know mm-hmm. 36 years old and a real gift that I can make sure I pass on is that you know find out as an adult um and it's and it's how you do that with with children so that's really good so moving on from that then so I'm more excited to know than anyone else what four actionable steps can you share for teachers schools and me um in regards to this whole school well-being you know what what can we do to get children to think inwardly Okay, so four action steps then on the back of this. The first one I want to start with for teachers, specifically just for you, my top recommendation would be to start your day with a few calm, deep, full breaths. So yoga is just as much about breathing properly as it is about moving properly and calming inside. And breathing properly can help to boost energy levels. It can help to boost confidence. It can even help to improve not just your lung capacity, but our posture. Um, I would definitely recommend starting your day just a few minutes on your own, just on the sofa, breathing fully into your belly. Place your hands on your tummy, breathe into that space. See if you can expand through the belly area. That means you're drawing the breath right down into the lower spaces of the lungs instead of just using the top part of the chest, which is very common, but just breathing into the top of the chest that can lead to fatigue and headaches and even stress and anxiety. So deep, full breathing. Yeah, and you know what? That's where we feel anxiety and stress as well, isn't it? There, the top of the chest. That's where the feeling presents itself. Exactly, yes. So then secondly to that for teachers during your day can you just every now and then stop pause and take a full expansive breath so breathing into the belly then drawing it up into the chest maybe counting the length of the breath as you breathe in and then matching it on the way that you breathe out inside my school's program well, Ed, I have a few teachers series and one of the series is all about breathing techniques. And as we know, teachers quite commonly lose their voice, don't they, and get sore throats. And one of the reasons mm. for that is breathing through the mouth, which makes the throat very dry, leads to sore throats quite quickly. And it can take a bit of practice and time to, to start consciously breathing in and out through your nose only. So that would be something else to practice as you take these deep, full breaths in and out. Just use your nose, unless you have a cold. (laughs) Breathing fully. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then the third one, third action point, uh, start to share a little bit of yoga with your pupils. So I have a free sample class that you can use. I'm happy to share the link if that's okay, Um, but... um, So try this uh, yoga for the classroom class with your pupils and see what happens. Notice the effects. As with everything, 
you get more benefits over time, obviously, but I have seen instant results mm. doing yoga the first time with pupils. So I would encourage teachers to give it a go with either one of my videos or, or some, something else that's been well-researched. I don't encourage teachers to just teach yoga themselves without the training, uh, which is why I want to, to share these methods more through class yoga. And then the, the fourth one would be to, you know, if you are interested in learning more about yoga and mindfulness for yourself, for improving your own physical and mental health and bringing it, in, it into the school, in the classroom, I have a free training that's available at classyoga.com slash teacher. Okay, thank you. Um, all right then. So where can we, where can you find us? Uh, no, where can we find you then? Uh, so classyoga.com is where we're at. Um, as I said, you can get uh, some free samples of videos, our video resources from our new program, Well Ed. That's at classyoga.com slash teacher, along with the free training that you can find out much more about this and how it can benefit you and your school. Um, if you want to find out more about the program that we offer schools, that's at classyoga.com slash wellled. Just a question. Um, so obviously, you know, one of the action steps that teachers can take is to um, sort of try out one of your free class videos. Um, and you said, you know, not all results um, are there straight away. It's over time. How long have you seen it sort of take? So you can imagine, can't you? I'm just imagining right now a year four class. I used to teach year four. And, you know, you've got your girls who, you know, and, and not all girls, but maybe you've got, you know, the majority of girls and they're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm into this. And you'll have maybe half the boys. And then you might have one boy, could even be a girl, um, who's just <laughs> like, oh, I'm not into this. Have you seen any children sort of do the session a few times and actually get into it and, and, and benefit from it? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Um, I would say that a majority of children enjoy it the first time because it's usually new. It's usually different. If it's taught well, then it's engaging yeah. and they feel the benefits early on. We can make it more challenging for those pupils who need more challenge. We can make it less challenging for pupils who, who don't require more challenge. It's a very inclusive practice. It can be very fun, very enjoyable. I know what you mean. There will always be one or two who who aren't so interested yeah. or perhaps pretending that they're not. <laughs> um, and yes, it doesn't yeah. take very long to, 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 to engage them, to captivate them. Um, on my trainings, I teach you how to, to teach to the children. So that's one reason why I don't follow stories actually, just hopping back to that. I teach how to respond to what the children need in terms of energy levels, whether we need to make it more engaging or energizing or more focusing or calming it down and, and finding a more relaxed class to help bring more of them in. So there's almost always a way to, to engage all children. Oh, thank you so much. This has been really helpful. And um, I'm probably going to go away and have a look about how to teach my four-year-old some yoga. Great. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I challenge you this week. 
to carry out a breathing activity. Google the science behind it to understand why you're doing it and what the effects you should be expecting to see in your mind and body. Honestly, I've been doing it for the last couple of weeks since we came back in January and I can't tell you how different I feel. It really is worth trying it and looking up what the benefits are. This will help you make it a priority if you understand how it's going to help you in your day. If you want to give any feedback about yoga or mindfulness and how it's working for you, then start a conversation in the Teachers Podcast community on Facebook so others can get involved or join us on Thursdays on Clubhouse and raise your hand. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.